Hello and welcome to... What is the name of this one? <laughs> Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. With Tyler Pino and... Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly. This is our Game of Thrones episode. Yeah. So, if you're a fan of the Game of Thrones, get ready, because we are about to spoil every book and talk about every death. Maybe not really. Well, but, I hope not, because I haven't read the books yet. Yeah, well, it's going to be an adventure for both you and Kevin, because <laughs> I have read the books. I'm going to learn a lot of new things. See, this is the thing. I can't watch Game of Thrones. Well, I can. I do every Sunday. But, like, I watch it with my friend David, who has read the books. Uh-huh. And every time something happens, he's just like, blah, 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 it's going to happen. Yeah. He's like, God damn it, shut up. I don't know. Do you find that he gets angry as these seasons go on? Because they're taking a lot of uh, liberties. Yeah, so from what I've heard, like, there wasn't a, uh, something with the White Walkers or something, I forget he was talking about. Like, how there was there not, like, a scene where the White Walker took a baby or some shit? Um, are you, yeah, well, there was the scene... Or there wasn't, like, a head White Walker or whatever, right? Yeah, and the, well, you don't really know who takes the baby, if I recall. I think, like, you're led to believe that it's the White Walkers, Uh but because... The way that the books are written, um, each character, or each chapter is from the point of view of a different character. In that particular scene, um, in the show, where What's-His-Name from Dark Knight rises, is, like, taking over Craster's Keep, Mm -hmm. and he, uh, puts the White Walker out, or not the White Walker, the baby out for the White Walker. That didn't happen in the book. It did happen, but you're not aware of it because you don't get a point of view character telling you you just have the understanding that all of craster's male sons are put out for the gods as they say and i suppose that they're gods the way they see them are the white walkers Hmm. the uh you know the others i don't know it's like i was talking to you before about this there's just way too much stuff going on in game of thrones to like know all of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is a big problem with the show, and I think that's why they're simplifying a lot yeah. of things. They're taking out a couple characters, they're, you know, ironing some things out here and there, but, uh, you know, for the most, like, I... Like, it's taken three seasons for the White Walkers to get to, you know, like, Westeros or whatever. Right, right. And it's taken, like, three seasons for Daenerys to, like... Do anything with do, the dragons. Do anything. Yeah, and it's gonna take much longer before. Like, I mean, there's there's gonna be some stuff happening with those dragons as we get into the the fifth book. Which, as I was telling you, um, Dance of Dragons and Feast for Crows run concurrently for the majority of the book. Like, you can read the first three quarters of Dance with Dragons before Feast for Crows, and you won't miss anything. Yeah. Because everything that happens in Feast for Crows is like King's Landing. Um, it, south of Westeros, you get some stuff from Dorne. You do a little bit of crap in Bravos with certain characters that end up there. Um, and then Dance with Dragons is everything that's happening in the north, uh, everything that's happening on the wall. Um, and oh, then, wow, really? so yeah, they don't, like, go to Westeros at all. Well, no, they do go to the we- they do go to Westeros a bit um, towards the end, and I. Uh, could be no. I, I was gonna say I believe that uh, Littlefinger and Sansa's chapters are all in Dance with Dragons, but that's not true. That's Feast for Crows. Uh, but yeah, it's mostly outside of Westeros. You get all of, and, and north of the Wall. Technically, the Wall is part of Westeros, but 
You get some stuff like in the Dread Fort. You get uh, the 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 new Warden of the North, uh, Roos Bolton. That guy's a dick. He kind of is. Uh, his son's even more of a dick. Although one thing that happens in the uh, the series that didn't happen uh, until way later on in the books is you didn't know what happens to Theon Greyjoy after, like, the sack of Winterfell. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he just kind of vanishes. So the writers were just like, we're just going to put some dick chopping in there. Right, right. Well, um, Everybody loves a good dick chopping. Yeah. Well, there's an excellent chapter in um, Dance of Dragons with a character called Reek, who... You know, obviously by now you know that it's, if you're watching the shows, you know that it's the Young Greyjoy. But the way that they do the chapter in the book, it's all from his point of view, and he's just like saying all these weird things. He's like, oh, my name is Reek, never speak um, from Reek's point of view. And you just kind of think that he's this lowly servant of House Bolton, and then later at the end of the chapter, he's like, and my name used to be Theon Greyjoy. Which was awesome, reading it in the book, because you're just like, whoa, what the f- what? What, what happened? But they're not going to be able to do that in the show, because we know what Theon Greyjoy looks like. If they they would have to do some like really heavy makeup stuff, or it would be very difficult to do that. Plus, I think one of the... Th- techniques that they're using on the show is they don't want characters to go away for a long time so you forget them. Yeah. Like, Theon literally, you know, for two books basically just disappears. Um, If they did that on the show, we'd forget who he was and maybe that actor would go on and do other things. So there's contracts that you have to worry about. Uh, They can't just abandon people for years on end lest we stop caring about them. <laughs> Sometimes we don't care about them anyway, but yeah. So, this last episode, season yeah, I was, 5. I was trying to look up something uh, on that too. Season 4, episode 5. Pressure. So, uh, uh, what's his name? Tommen is crowned king. Yes, we open with Tommen being crowned the king. Tommen, who is now 45 years old, um, somehow he... He, he he lapped everyone else in terms of age, and now he's kind of Joffrey's age. In the books, he's much younger. He's, uh... I was telling you this earlier, um, I think that in the show, they're aging everything in real time. Yeah. So, if a year goes by, an hour world a year has also gone by in Westeros, so... Uh... Between seasons, it's about a year at a time, these people are all aging... Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, especially like the younger people, like um, like Sansa and and uh, and Brandon both look like way older than they did in the first season. How much yeah. time is supposed to have been passed, like book wise? Uh, book wise, I think each book is a year, ab- about so three years basically. Um, I, well, that's not too far off from real time. I don't know. I'd have to look that up and get back to you. I guess it, it's not, unless, you know, just, you know, Martin is not terribly good at descriptions of aging, <laughs> but I would have to go back and look at how old Tommen is at the beginning of it. He's supposed to be very young. Um, he was about as old as he was at the beginning of the show. He looked just like a little kid. Yeah. Um, but now he's still supposed to be like eight or nine, and... Uh, 
Marjorie's kind of instead of ploying him with sex appeal in the books, she ploys him with kittens. She gives him three kittens, and then that was <laughs> that was Sir Pounce. You saw him; he made an appearance in the last two episodes ago. But in the show, she's like, "I'm gonna suck your eight-year-old dick." She's like, "Yeah." She's like, "I'm not really gonna do it, but you're gonna think I'm gonna do it." Oh, and when we get married, I'm totally gonna do it. So don't listen to your mom; she's a bitch. Which is good advice because, yeah, she is a bitch. And then his mom's like, nobody's fucking my son except for me. <laughs> right. Basically, she doesn't say that, but I, I would like to think that it's subtext. She's like, no, I want to deflower my own son. As is the proud Lannister tradition. Um, yeah, so. Jeffrey didn't have a sister, right? He did have a sister. Her name is Marcilla. She is shipped off to Dorne, um, I believe in season two, like the middle of season two, Tyrion. Uh, yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, he sends her off to uh, live in Dorne. He, yeah, like to get back at Cersei or something? Or? Well, he's trying to figure out who's like, who's the rat in King's Landing. He knows that Cersei's getting fed this information that he doesn't want her to be fed. So he takes uh, 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 Grandmeister Pycelle, he takes Varys and he takes Littlefinger and he gives them all a different story. Uh, one, he says he's going to send Marcilla off to go live in Dorne. The other two I can't think of off the top of my head, but the one that ends up being true, and I believe it was Littlefinger giving the information, um, was her getting shipped to Dorne, so that had to be true. And off she went. So, yeah, we don't really see much of her. She shows up again in Feast for Crows. You get a little bit of, like, what's going on in Dorne. Dorne becomes, like, a setting. We'll probably start seeing it next season. It was actually Maester Pycelle, not Littlefinger. What else happened? Um, Littlefinger was revealed for for the pimp that he is. Yeah, that was another thing that happened. A big revelation. Big revelation on the last episode. Um, We come to find that Littlefinger is the one who basically put all of the uh, plans into place. He was the one who set the ball rolling and really fucked over Westeros. He killed... Um, let me look up this guy's name, and I'll cut this out. The Hand of the King, whatever the hell his name is. Yeah, is Robert something. It's funny, like, the names in... Like, all the names in Game of Thrones are, like... You want to get a little bit closer? Okay. A lot of the a lot of the names look like normal like English names, but like they spell them different. Yeah. Like yeah. I was looking, you know, the Brienne of Tarth Squire is named Podrick. Mm-hmm. Like, could you just name him Patrick? You could, but why <laughs> would you do that? Um. <laughs> yeah, they are a l- a little bit like that. Then you get like variations of names. Like Rickon is the youngest Stark <laughs> son. And then House Brandon. Tarly has a son named Dickon, who is the son of, or Randall Tarly, brother of Samuel Tarly. You ever see, um, like, there's a thing, it's like Honest Trailers? Yes, I have. Yeah, have you seen the one for Game of Thrones? Um, I believe I have. Yeah, it's pretty funny. They're like, <laughs> there's there's so many characters that you don't, like... <laughs> oh, yeah, he's like, there's this guy. Like, like, nope, uh, no, 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 this not guy. Not any nope. bells. Bran? <laughs> Bran? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so we have Tommen getting crowned king. What happens next? 
Sir Kevin. Well, yeah, they do this the the thing with uh, Baelish and um, his crazy ass. What is it like? Right, we see Liza. I think they do. They say Liza in the show or Lisa. I've always kind of said Lisa in my head, but it's probably Liza. Um, Liza Aaron, uh, formerly Liza Tully. Uh, She's the sister of Catelyn Stark, Uh, and we saw her in season one, and she was breastfeeding her eleven-year-old son, and it was creepy. Um, she turns up again, and so does Robin, the little shit that he is. He gets a, what is it, it's like a bird statue from Littlefinger, and then he <laughs> throws it out the moon door. <laughs> what a little shit. Yeah, he's he's kind of a jerk. Um, and then we come to find that Littlefinger has, you know, set all these machinations into place. He's the one that's really scheming. He's the one playing the Game of Thrones, the hardest chorist of all of them yeah. and like the whole kingdom and i think it's pretty you know it's a it's a pretty strong theory amongst the fans of the books that he's probably the most dangerous person in Westeros yeah he uh probably going to see him on the throne at some point which is not a spoiler oh, oh he'll get there he'll get there i mean he's gone this far he's now lord of the or he's married to the yeah, so that's technically he he'll be Lord of the Vale as soon as he marries Liza Tully. Oh, okay. Um and the Vale is a very strategic uh strategically important part of Westeros. Uh Well the Vale is like um like Winterfell and all that, right? No, the north is Winterfell. Okay. The Vale is the Eyrie which is where they're at right now. Um which is like the big castle on a mountain. And the rest of it, uh, I'm gonna look that up too. I'm gonna get a map of Westeros real quick. Uh, so Sansa is supposed to marry um, Robin as soon as Tyrion's supposed to be executed. Yes. Which is, I mean, even though they're like the same age, it's still creepy. It is a little this bit. This girl creepy. can't catch a break. No, she can't. And I think he's even a little bit younger in the book, or maybe I'm just picturing him younger because I'm remembering him from the first book. <laughs> but yeah. No, marriages in Westeros, much like marriages uh, in the Middle Ages, they weren't about love. Not if you were from the noble class. They were all about, you know... Power. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the Vale. We were talking about the Vale. The Vale of Aaron. The Vale lies to the east of the Riverland, surrounded almost completely by the Mountains of the Moon. It consists of the vast mountain ranges... Uh, with the people living in valleys between them along the coast. The Vale is under the rulership of House Aaron, one of the oldest lines of Andal nobility, who once were called the King of the Mountain and Vale. Their seat, the Eyrie, is a castle high in the mountains, small, but uh, unassailable. And that's why it's, you know, that's one of the reasons that it's so important, is, like, you can't attack them, because they're so high up, there's no way that you're going to get a... Uh, excuse Terrible. me. Terrible. Is this? Terrible. See what happens when I have smartphones is that um, Pandora will just like randomly turn on. Yeah. My phone will just be like, "Hey, listen to some music mm-hmm. right now." Right. I know you're trying to sleep, but you know. Yeah. It's time to listen to music. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. So um, also, what happens is Daenerys. Uh, she gets the news of Joffrey's death and talks about how she wants to invade Westeros, but she only has, like, 10,000 people or something. Sure. Which probably is not 
enough to invade a whole country. No, <laughs> especially a country the size of Westeros, which is roughly the size of South America. I was reading something, though. I like how they, they juxtapose that with um, uh, Baelish and Sansa, like, walking down, and they're like, I we have 10,000 men. And then mm-hmm. Baelish is like, one man can be worth 10,000 when he's talking about how, like, the... Um, like the kind of pathway that leads you have to take that pathway down to invade the castle right right you know right, yeah but they kind of juxtapose that like oh mm-hmm. yeah no gonna happen. It, it does <laughs> right well it drills in the fact that like daenerys is very under-equipped at this point it would be very hard to invade westeros uh even with the three dragons because it's not as if um i mean the time to have stroke struck would have been, you know, when the North was... Like, during the War, War. of Five Kings, yeah. Yeah. Because then they don't have... They're not prepared for it. Now I think the time to strike would be winter, which is coming very soon, hopefully. They keep telling us the winter's coming. Winter <laughs> hasn't come yet. Um, we've been waiting for winter for five fucking years now, yeah. I think. <laughs> um, well, does winter affect... Uh like the desert that Daenerys is in? Yeah, basically winter affects the whole world, I think. Because they have like their little Africa um, stand-in is called the Summer Isles. And that leads me to believe that maybe winter doesn't affect them so much. But it, it would kind of have to, because it's basically just several years of night. Yeah. Um, sun goes down and then it doesn't come up for like, I don't know, five to ten years it, kind of blows which um, is that like scientifically possible there was actually an article not too long ago talking about like the scientific feasibility of that they said that it's not necessarily uh because i mean like the sun going down is the rotation of the planet sure and seasons are right well they said of the planet so how does that work well they said that in order for that to happen you would have to have a planet that was uh, revolving around two stars Hmm. Or, like, a planet that was revolving around something that wasn't a star. Like, maybe it was... Maybe, West, uh, like, the world of Westeros is a moon. What? Yeah. It could be. I don't know. They There was an article that explained that, which I did not read. I just heard about it. And I was like, hey, that's cool. It's, you know, about that show that I watch. So, yeah. Daenerys at, um... I'm have to look that one up, too. Tick. It was Marine. Yeah, it's like I watched the whole episode, but I don't remember anything. Yeah, anything at all. That's the problem I have with a lot of TV shows, actually. Like, most recently I watched uh, uh, Justified. I don't know if you ever saw the show on FX. It's about, like, a... Um, it's that guy from... Um, if you've ever seen Girls Next Girl Next Door, or whatever. Mm. What was that? It's that movie oh, about, oh, like, right, the girl right, next yeah. door is, like, a porn star. Yeah. But he plays, like, the... Uh, like, the... the, the antagonist or whatever like the guy that laces him with uh uh ecstasy or whatever like the pimp from that movie yeah yeah he, or he like plays like a u.s marshal mm-hmm. and he you know it's, he, it's a u.s marshal in kentucky and he has to deal with all this like drug trade and stuff anyway point of that whole thing i just like binge watched the fourth season last week and like i watched the first episode and i had no idea what the fuck was going on because i hadn't right. seen the show in like a year like i have no idea <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know, that kind of happens with Game of Thrones. I, that's why I don't watch a tremendous amount of television, honestly. Like, 
I'll watch movies or like I'll binge watch a show. I yeah. would much rather just binge watch it all in one sitting. Yeah. This I could handle to a degree because I know what's going on with the books, but as we can hear right now, I'm not necessarily upon everything. <laughs> but what I was saying, yeah, Daenerys at Marine. She has, um, she hasn't taken Marine. She they defeated or did they? What happened with her? Where did she take Marine yet? Yeah, she okay. did. That was in the a couple episodes ago. Was that the one where she catapulted like weapons over the wall? Well, they sent out a champion. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. The one where like the champion like whips out his dick and like pisses at them. Right, and then dare you see? And you uh, get to conveniently see like the back of his dick. Right, you <laughs> see like the penis head come out. There's dicks on television now. Yeah. It's a new well, century. On H. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> well, yes, when we get, like, dicks on NBC, you'll know that we're living in a yeah, new that, time. Yeah, that's, that's gonna be, like, uh, near end times. Right. When a dick finally appears on NBC. I believe that is the third horseman of the apocalypse, <laughs> is the bringer of dicks to network television. <laughs> it says that in, in uh, Revelations. Oh, you're <laughs> reading that on Wikipedia right now? Yeah. Yeah, I looked it up. Um... <laughs> So no, okay. So, Daenerys has she taken Marine, Kevin? I I'm not really. Do you, you're the city that she was just in. Sure. Yeah. Well, you're, yeah, talking, she... you're talking about the one where they had the champions fight each other, right? Mm-hmm. Well, well, she yeah. beat him. I don't. I just don't remember them actually. T- yeah, no, because they I guess take it, was it just implied. and then you see the big no, because you see the big like Targaryen flag come down mm. with the three dragons and stuff. So she has Marine. Uh, Marine is. Is that whole area like part of the city. empire, but just like not, nobody cares about it? No, this is, these are the free cities. Um, they're on like Essos, which is like the European stand-in. If Westeros is England, then Essos is like Europe, but not really because it's most, it it's like comes out, it's like Middle East, yeah. Um, but she, yeah, she takes Marine. And Marine is a big city, so it's kind of hard to sit. And this is really the first test of her mettle as a, a, a leader or a ruler. It's like, well, let's see if I could rule Marine. I believe she said that in the last episode, too. Um, if I can't rule the free city. She says that Astapor, there have been uprisings. Um, yeah. And the other places that she's taken... Uh, she says, if I can't hold these cities, how can I hold, you know, all of Westeros? So now she's just kind of going to sit there for a while. Yeah, let's, let's and, waste uh, more time. Yeah, well, we have to, because, like, here's the thing. George R. R. Martin, I'm pretty sure he's just trolling the universe, and he's like, I'm going to die before I finish these books. I think he's already finished the books, is my theory. Yeah. He's finished the books, and, and he's, he's going to wait. And he's just being a real dick about yeah, it. Yeah, he's going to wait until he dies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Like, he, he's like, everybody's really upset that I'm going to die before I finish these books. Little do they know, I've already finished them, and I am going to die. And then I'm going to burn the manuscripts. <laughs> I'm get, he's going to be sent out on a Viking funeral. Right. <laughs> the last books, all the copies of the last books are also on the funeral pyre. Yes, it'll be the funeral rites of House Aaron. Um, <laughs> they'll put him on a, a, a little canoe, and then he'll be surrounded by the books, yeah, and then one flaming arrow 
arrow will uh, blow it all up. <laughs> and they'll be like, yep, here's winds for winter, or winds of winter and song of spring. Um, they're Is gone that what now. they're supposed to be called? Yeah. The next one is called The Winds of Winter. Hmm. Does he have any, like, uh, release date on that or anything? Or no. No, not even close. <laughs> he said that he's a slow writer and give him a break. And we're all like, yeah, but you're kind of, you know, you don't look so healthy, George. <laughs> I mean, he's not super old, but, like, he's one of those body types where it's like, I don't know how much longer uh, how, like I don't know how long you think you have but let's take that and like divide it in half and then make that the timetable for the books just like really you know start working on this but he did say that he told uh, HBO he told the writers of the show um, that he knows who's ultimately going to win the Game of Thrones he knows basically how the thing is going to end and he told them that. Because the other thing that you have to worry about at this point, not just him passing away, is that the show, I mean, in Bran's part of the story anyway, we're already in Dance with Dragons. Um, they like 60-something? Looks uh, like he's 80. Yeah, he looks like a, He's only 60-something? He's, well, he's born 1948, so that would make him, what, 66? I, that's a math problem there, Kevin. Yeah, that make him 66. Math, not he even looks like 87. Yeah, he, he didn't look so good, but, um... <laughs> no, they've shuffled some things around in the plot, and we're already kind of deep into Dance of Dragons in terms of Bran's plot, so... I, uh... It's not deep in, but, you know, he's past the wall and everything. I, I, I... Eventually, the show's gonna lap the books at the pace that he writes. It took like seven years for fucking Dance with Dragons to come out, and that yeah. was part two to Feast for Crows. It wasn't even like a new book in its own right. Um, it was just the other half of the book that he was supposed to publish a long, long, long time ago. What? Yeah. Oh, he began this. I don't know. This show was published in '96. Yep. Wow. Mm. I did not know, because it, I mean, the popularity for it kind of just, like, came on, you know, like, yeah. a couple years ago. It's kind of surreal to me, like, how big this show has gotten. Um, now, we're, you know, we have this, this major show on television where people are talking about dragons and uh, <laughs> queens and kings and yeah, everything, like, and they're talking about it's it like Game of seriously. It's like uh, Lord of the Rings, but with, with titties. Yeah. Basically, that's uh, that's actually the subtext for the first book. It says, "A Song of Ice and Fire, Game of Thrones, like Lord of the Rings, but with titties." Basically, like Lord of the Rings with titties. Yeah, and uh, you know, horrible sexual violence. What's your thought on that, by the way? What's There's that? been a lot of controversy uh, going around this whole uh, Jamie raping Cersei thing. Oh yeah, that was that was weird. I mean, honestly, it's not anything worse than what's going on the right. whole time. Well, that's the whole I mean, thing. it was kind of always wrong. It just That just kind of added to the... Mm-hmm. A sure. whole new level of wrongness to the whole situation. Well, Germ himself came out and said, you know, that it didn't play out that way in the books, and it didn't. It played out... Uh, it was more consensual. She does resist it first, but 
it comes off like she's putting up a front. She's like, no, no, and then she's like, okay, yeah, whatever. All right, fine. Um, You've done it like a million times. Right. There's still some coercion involved, and they're still like by the body of their dead son, but whatever. It's an <laughs> incest kid. Yeah, that was the weirdest part about it, actually. Not, I mean, obviously it was weird that he was raping her, but like. I think it would have been awesome, on like top of his dead son. Right. Like, <laughs> I think that instead, well, that might be why they changed it to a rape. Honestly, like, because yeah. it just comes off as so strange. Like yeah. Joffrey's right there, dead, and we're just gonna oh, do so it right, right now. now. See, like if we, they did it with the way, or if they did it like they did it in the books, and it was consensual, what would have been awesome if she's like they they just start going at it, and then um. It gets like start, really like, heated, and then no, they just <laughs> oh, that's even more fucked up. I was gonna say, I was gonna say they like they push him off the table to use it, but then <laughs> they do that, and then they use Joffrey's fingers and other appendages. Joffrey with those fucking eye things on his face, you know those stones well, the that coins. they put. Yeah, well, they're yeah in real life they would be coins. These they're like little rocks with eyes on them. Oh, I don't look strange. Fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah, because the ancient Greeks were like, you're going to need this money mm-hmm. in the afterlife. Right. What was the mythology around that? It was like you had to pay the tollman. Yeah, you have to pay Charon, uh, the oh, yeah, ferryman of the underworld. You have to pay him uh, one golden dragon to get through. That's right. Powerful fucking... Uh, what the fuck is the name of that book? Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he shows up in there, too. That's a... More of a Latin myth, though. Um, although the Greek and Roman myths are largely the same thing. <laughs> but, yeah, no, the whole... Okay, the thing that really bugs me about this whole uh, rape issue in this show yeah. that people are getting all up in arms you know, about is, I A, it's know. not the first rape in the show. B... Yeah, there's been rapes in the show, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, they're all saying like oh you take this sympathetic character like jamie and then you have him do this horrible thing i'm like really that's the horrible thing we're talking about yeah right. like you raping the sister that you already fucked yeah the first fucking episode (laughs) our first introduction to jamie lannister he straight up murders some well he thinks he murders him he straight up pushes a little boy out of the window of a fucking tower as he's raping his horrible sister. So, yeah, no. I, mean, I don't honestly, feel bad for honestly, Cersei. Though, Fuck her. If, if we're gonna really get down to it, you gotta, gotta say Cersei deserved it. You know, <laughs> you if anybody deserves it. I mean, it. yes. Rape is something rape that no one ever deserves, rape but... Rape horrible, but... If someone deserved it, it would be Cersei. Cersei deserved a horrible thing to happen. Fuck her. <laughs> yeah. She's just so terrible. <laughs> and she only gets worse. As oh, I'm sure. Time goes on. Oh, I mean, but, you know, it's just aging. Mm-hmm. As women get older, they get crazier. She's already crazy. <laughs> right. She's already crazy to begin with. The menopause isn't gonna help. What's but, gonna happen when nobody wants her her uh, her dried up vagina anymore? Not yeah. even Jamie. Yeah, especially not Jamie. <laughs> Jamie will be, you know, fucking Brienne of Tarth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I always kind of wanted to happen. Gross. I like. I I was like, I that would be kind of cool have them hook up and then show it on the show and it'd be horrible and gross but yeah um yeah be like you she looks like a man she looks like a dude jamie what are you doing (laughs) come on jamie you're you're handsome you're a prince Mm -hmm. you're fucking up i don't know and i've had this discussion uh before 
about Jamie and his character, not about Brienne looking like a dude. Everybody agrees like that. It doesn't war. It's it just doesn't warrant a discussion. But <laughs> I don't understand why some people love Jamie so much. And I'll I will say that you know throughout Feast for Crows or not yeah a little bit throughout Feast for Crows, but mostly throughout uh, Storm of Swords. That was the third book, and that's the first time that we get him as a point-of-view character. He does come across as a little bit more sympathetic, um, and as much as you get his side well, of the story... Once his hand gets cut off, it's kind of... Right. He turns that way. Yeah. Well, yeah, a little bit. But no, even before then, like just when they're wandering through uh, the King's Road, him and Brienne, and he's telling her the story about how he killed the... King Aris, um, the Mad King, he says, you know, well, it wasn't really my choice. He was going to blow up the city. So you're like, okay, so I, I understand your decision there. Then, you know, the Kingslayer is a shitty title that they gave you, but whatever. I think it kind of sounds badass, but... Um, How exactly did he get out of that? What do you mean? The king? Like, they weren't, like, going to put him on trial? Well, uh... No, because uh, Lord Tywin, his father, was the hand of the king at that point. Mm. And then also he killed uh, King Aerys to aid Robert um, in Robert's rebellion. Mm. And so, like, if you kill the old king when he's going to die anyway, I guess you get kind of a pardon. You're like, well, you kind of did us a service. But, like, that's the thing. Like, Ned Stark always, you know, hated him thereafter because he broke an oath. And we know that Ned is you know, um, honorable to a fault. Well, you know, he's not one to lose his head. No. Ha! <laughs> ha! Wait, what? <laughs> no. Um, we... Yeah, we see that side of Jamie where it humanizes him. I don't think it makes him sympathetic. I will say that it humanizes him, but Martin has a good way of humanizing even, like, the most vile of his characters. But to me, after he, you know fucking pushes Bran off the thing with that with impunity and he never like apologizes he's never like oh you know that thing I feel really bad about it he doesn't even think about it it's just it's never comes across his mind ever again he's just like yeah huh. oh yeah, that, that was the a guy, thing that was I the did boy I pushed down a tower once. right yeah, yeah. And, I, and I would bring this up I had a friend um, uh, something of a former friend uh <laughs> that I would talk to when we were reading this book at the same time. Um, she was like, I, you know, I like Jamie. I think he's great. And I was like, yeah, but what about Bran? She's like, oh, fuck Bran. I don't even care anymore. And I'm like, well, this is... I think it's the hotness factor. I think that's what it is. Well, this she was reading the book, so like I don't even. Well, maybe she was picturing probably, somebody reading yeah, that. I mean, but. He's a prince. He was probably like yeah. described as. A, you know what? No, I'm gonna go with that. It is the hotness yeah. factor, Kevin. Then, dude, it's unfair. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> there, you, you remember that like uh, the Boston bomber kid? Uh huh. Yeah, they're uh, the one that like survived or whatever. There were like there were girls that were like sending him all over Facebook, like we love you, blah blah blah. You know. Mm -hmm. Just because. Oh, is he is he dreamy? Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess. I don't a even think bit. I've seen him. He had that kind of like misunderstood goth, goth <laughs> thing going on. Yeah. He had that, that we like, all crazy, so like, uh, what the hell's that guy's name from the fucking care? Uh, Robert Smith. Yeah, he has that, like, crazy, like, kind of... Not really Robert a Smith fro. Air. Yeah, not a fro, like... but it's just, like, stringy. 
Yeah, I blew up the Boston Marathon. (laughs) No big deal. That's not... I was just really upset because establishment. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say it is the hotness factor, and I think that's why people like, are so upset. Like, um, I was gonna say I was gonna point to another rape on the show, like but I really hound, can't. If it was the hound that did that, yeah, no, it would th- still be like, what the fuck? He pushed a little boy out the window mm-hmm. three years ago. Right, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, and then he w- he would do this, and they'd be like, oh, fuck this character. But that's, I think, what it is, is people forget that Jamie is kind of a douche, yeah. um, just because he's really good looking, and that's the way the world works, Kevin. Yeah. Fuck it. That's, um, yeah, pretty much. As it is in Westeros, so it is on Earth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, also speaking of the Hound, uh, in the episode we have... Uh, Arya, Arya, whatever. Arya. Arya. I always get confused. But uh, she's doing her whole little list thing, and she adds the hound to the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, Which, he was always a part of it. Yeah. I just don't think we've seen it in the show. In the books, like, you can't miss it, because it's like every five seconds she's thinking it. So if it's an Arya chapter, it just starts off with, like, you know, the the tickler, Ilan Payne, the hound, Queen Cersei, King Joffrey, and, you know, like all of her little prayers. Well, she yeah. doesn't know that King Joffrey's dead, too, right? She's Did like, they fuck. find that out yet? No. Does think... she know? No. Uh. I don't think she does. She's like, fuck, I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I think she finds out at some point. I mean, everybody knows. But, because she's still not, like, giving the prayer after. I don't know. I think we do need to talk about that one scene in, I think it was the first episode of the season, with the Hound. And I think you know which scene I'm talking about. All the chickens. All the fucking chickens All the in the room. Fucking chickens. Which pretty much like made me like the hound. Right. Now. Yeah. I I like when they give him snappy dialogue. I I kind of like the hound just in general. He's another one like. Okay, people will be like, "Oh, now you're being a hypocrite, Tyler. You just said fuck Jamie because he's attractive, but not the hound. The hound did shitty stuff too. No, I'm fully aware that the hound did shitty stuff." And continues to, to do that. He, he owns up to it. I just kind of like him, yeah. Like, <laughs> it, but if he raped somebody, I wouldn't be really mad at the show writers for being like, "How could you ruin the character like that?" I'm like, "Yeah, he oh, raped yeah, somebody. He's kind of a piece of shit. He's kind of a piece he, of shit." <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't hang out with him. That's not what I'm saying. He wouldn't be a friend of mine. <laughs> but I like him on the show. Maybe he would be a friend of mine. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be cool to have a friend like that who just does, who gives no fucks and eats all the chickens and can cleave a man and twine with a sword. Um, but no, yeah, no, I like him. And I like, I loved that scene. It's one of my favorite scenes in, like, the whole series. If you, if any more words come pouring out of your whole mouth, I'm going to have to eat every chicken in this fucking room. <laughs> yeah, I definitely wanted to use that on people at Whole Foods. Yeah. Although I'm pretty sure they'd fire me if I called somebody a cunt. Right. That you wouldn't even be able to get to the chickens. They'd just be like, did, did you just say that I had a cunt mouth? <laughs> what does that even mean, sir? I'm a customer of your store. It's like, no, no, no. It's just wait. It's it's the thing from Game of Thrones. I don't watch that. I don't have HBO. Yeah, that'd be super awkward if they didn't watch the show. Right. <laughs> it's what, it is one of those things where you could be like, you just start saying that, and they're like, are you a fucking psychopath? Because it doesn't even sound like a regular insult. It just sounds so bizarre. <laughs> Who says cunt mouth? It's pretty good, but. That's way too many chickens for you to be eating. You can't have, you can't eat all those chickens. After like, like two, dare you're you to eat be all full. those. Right. 
You only need one chicken. I mean, why not just save the rest for later? Well, because you live in Westeros, and they don't have refrigeration. No, they don't. So we I have to think eat about all that. the chickens right now. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that I think about in my day-to-day -day life. I'm like, I'm really happy that I live now, and yeah. not like in the 1400s. Yeah, well, yeah, dude, definitely. Like, God, everything must decide. Like, as much as... I've heard people online be like, Oh, man, I wish I lived in rest Westeros. I'm like, really? Oh, yeah? Yeah? You, you want to live in a place where they don't have showers? Right. Think about that. Just <laughs> fucking think about yeah, that for a minute. Always think when about you look when at I'm someone like Sansa and you're like, oh, yeah. she's hot. Think about how she smells right yeah, now. Yeah, her, her, her pussy is like the rankest smell. It is foul, and there's no escaping it. Like, through all of those like layers of like silks and stuff, that, that shit doesn't breathe. That's like Have you subtext. ever smelled somebody like... I, yeah, I'm a stage actor. You smell somebody after, uh, like, six shows without having washed their costume, those oh, big sure kind of, terrible. like, flower... That, it's horrible. And, like, that kind of silk, it all, it all just... It, it doesn't breathe, and it holds in your fucking odors. Oh, Dude, gross. Every woman in King's Landing, you can't get away from that. Well, stench. let's be honest. Well, and the men, too. too the but men too. <laughs> like, I'm just saying in general, you know. Yeah, that's something I'm always thinking about when I'm watching that show, is just how bad they all probably smell right and nobody's like saying anything about it they're mm -hmm. just like nobody's just like oh god you need a shower well right we when, don't have showers yeah but when the whole <laughs> tribe smells nobody smells i think yeah. you would just get used to it yeah i guess but uh well that's the thing it's kind of like nose. when you go to foreign countries and everybody kind of smells weird that's the thing about the nose though the nose doesn't like detect i don't know i'm kind of talking about out of my nose, out of nose. talking out of your nose right yeah. now <laughs> but the nose doesn't like detect smell it detects changes in smell so that's why when you, you're in, like, a smelly place for, like, ten minutes, you don't notice it. Really? Yeah. It has a lot more to do with, like, changes. In is that a thing, or is that something you made so. up? I've heard it somewhere. I think, gonna it, I think it's going to be true. a thing now. Yeah, it's on, it's it's on the internet in any, of, it's in any event. It's, it's true. It's now out in the world. Um, <laughs> now they all smell really bad. Yeah, terrible. But anyway, all right, so at the wrap-up of the episode, we have the epic battle at, uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, at Craster's Keep. Oh mm -hmm. my god. Jon Snow is, is such a badass. Right. A, yes. And B, we should get into the the thing that sparked this podcast, really. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Where the hell was that guy going to take Brandon? Yeah, I'm going to look up his name real quick because that's kind of important. And why doesn't Hodor have any other thoughts but Hodor? Yeah. Like, even somebody stabs him, he's just like, uh, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. You know, for a while, I actually thought he was saying, hold on. Like, for the first, like, I don't know, season or so like, of him, I thought he was just being like, hold on, like, hold yo, on. Yo, hold up. Hold, hold on, hold on, no, hold no, on, hold on. Hold up, hold up, hold on. <laughs> it took me a while to figure what are you out. Saying? No, he's just, he's like, like, <laughs> he's like a Pokemon. <laughs> like, he'll get to, he really is. That's kind of funny. Um... I don't, is there, like, a condition where that happens? Is there, like, a form of mutism where yeah, you could only say one word? Just like the winters are not practical or right. based in science, I'm pretty sure there is no form of mental retardation where somebody, <laughs> like a Pokemon, just says their name. Right. I think that would be... A, well, that's not his name. That's a thing that they don't mention in the uh, 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 series. That's not his name? No, no. I don't remember what his name was, and I don't think anybody in Winterfell so what the fuck remembered is either. They just said it, it was, was something that something? he started saying. Yeah, you remember, like, the little old lady that used to tell them, like, bedtime stories and stuff, like mm -hmm. when Bran's paralyzed in the thing? And oh, she's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, That's old Nan. That's Hodor's mother. Um, uh, uh, 
she's very small and he's very big get it it's weird but yeah they say that he's just a regular you know simpleton like a mute although you know mute doesn't mute. mean that you don't speak it just means that you don't have language facilities you know oh I mean? so mutes still go like <laughs> exactly they make noises. yeah right yeah it was just a word that he started saying and it's the only word that he knows so they started calling him hodor <laughs> yeah but uh okay here's the thing internet i'm gonna be real with you right now i don't know this guy's name and i don't think any of you know it either but you know who i'm talking about the guy that defects from the craster's rebellion comes and warns them all okay here's the thing the guy's name ended up being Locke, and kevin was right he is the guy that takes off jamie's hand uh during the last season but the reason I couldn't think of that is I was correct in saying that Vargo Hote was the character in the books that took Jamie's hand, but I suppose that character was replaced with a whole new character from the show called Locke that kind of, uh, he has the same position, more or less, as Vargo Hote did in the book. Uh, so, yes, technically, Kevin and I were both right. The guy that chopped off uh, Jamie's hand, right? I'm pretty sure it's the same guy. No, no, that's Vargo Hote. They kind of sure. look the same. Yeah, but... Yeah, I could have sworn that was the same guy. And, like, that was... Is that something that they did in the show? Like, I don't know. Did he get sent... No, no, no. Because he's still at Hall at the moment. Because hmm. um, technically Littlefinger is uh, the lord of Hall, But he can't sit it because uh, it's still taken by the Bloody Mummers, who was the His organization that... Walder. Yeah. Odor. His name is Walder. Is it? Yeah. For real? Yeah. He's a Walder? Well, that's his name. It says his true name is Walder. That's hilarious. Because, like, Walder Frey, all of them are named oh, Walders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They have two other Walders come and um, live at Winterfell in the books. <laughs> and they end up dying when they get sacked. But, like, they're Walder Frey's. Everybody in Walder Frey's uh, house is named Walder. Because <laughs> he doesn't, rem he can't remember names because he's so old. Um,. <laughs> But, yeah, that's that's pretty funny. I didn't realize that. His name was Walder. I'm sure I read it. Another, in the, like... But that was before English the name, name Walder became, yeah. Yeah. Instead like of Walter. Walter. Walder. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but this guy... No, Vargo Hote was... Uh, he's in the Bloody Mummers. The guy... He's got half a tongue. And that's why he talks like this. <laughs> they don't really bring that up. I believe yeah. he has a lisp in the show as well. But they don't talk about it. I remember him having Are we talking about the guy that chopped off Jamie's hand or the guy that tried to... No, the guy that chopped off Jamie's hand is Vargo okay. Hook. Yeah. No, the other guy, I, I don't know who he is. He's in the Night's Watch. He has a name. He's a character, and I'm sure he's very important, and there are people on the internet right now losing their damn minds, but here's the thing. He showed up, and then he died two episodes later. I don't fucking care. Um, but... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure he was like a I don't understand his motives, though. Like, and that's the thing. Maybe they were different in the book, and I just don't remember it. Um, I'm going to look that up. Who tried to kill Bran? I don't know. That's going to be... Do you know who actually sent the uh, dagger to try to kill Bran? Did they say that in the show? This is what I'm going to test. Were they specific enough in the show that people will actually remember? I don't know. It was Joffrey. Anyway. Oh, alright. I guess that makes sense. Not mm -hmm. really. 
Yeah. Well, he overheard a conversation between Cersei and uh, King Robert. And Robert said, well, you know, if they were really merciful, they'd just kill the poor kid because he's, even if he wakes up, he's going to be a cripple and whatever. So in Joffrey's kind of twisted way of trying to put Bran out of his misery, he uh, has somebody go and try to kill him. But yeah, um, so what, yeah, what the hell, what was that guy going to do with Bran? Right, well, like, that's the thing. No, they just say John's assumed ally. So I'm going to just say, yeah, a member of the Night's Watch who comes back and rallies them up. He's the one who warned them about crashes in the first place when John realizes that as soon as, you know, the King of the Wildlings sees them, they're going to realize that um, when they go and see him in the keep, these defectors will essentially tell the Wildling army that Castle Black is completely ill-equipped to handle a siege at the moment, yeah. and they'll use that opportunity to just wipe them out. Um, so they go back to Craster's Keep and clear them all out. Now, this is a scene that didn't happen in the books. Uh, this was added for the show, and that's why I'm so confused as to what this guy was planning on doing. I mean, obviously, he knows who Bran is, because he cuts his leg and he's like, Oh, you're Brandon Stock. And if he knows that, then obviously he knows the leader of his fucking troop that he sent out is Bran's brother. <laughs> so what, was he going to betray Jon Snow at I some mean, point? Yeah, like, you'd have to assume, yeah. But, like, was the whole thing, like, a setup? Because it, it doesn't make yeah, any that's sense. My guess. That's my guess. It was just all some kind of setup for him to kidnap a defenseless crippled boy right well no because like he didn't know that he was there he didn't he didn't find out like you see him go and you see them all tied up and he's like yeah don't go that way there dog oh yeah so that's right nobody really knows that that brand is like going towards the wall right that and that's one thing that they had like i understand them putting this scene in the show to make it seem like oh so close but so far away wants to keep teasing you with that with brand being by his family but not being able to interact with them. Um, but uh, what... I don't know. I don't get it. Because let's... Okay. So this guy, he's at Craster's, right? Goes back to the wall, tells them about the shit going down. I think. No, he didn't go back from Craster's. He was just there. Well, he was he scouted first, right? He like they, he went in there and like. Well, yeah. He, well, he went to the yeah. Cra uh, he went to go find the other defectors. Yeah, he scouted and then he said that uh, there were hounds in the barn, and you didn't want. He said, "Don't go that way. They're going to get your scent, and it's going to make things difficult." And they're like, "Yeah, whatever." Um, and yeah, so then they take Craster's keep and they kill all the people. But like, obviously, none of the other members of that like party that search party were in on a conspiracy against Jon Snow and there's no reason that he would have a conspiracy against Jon Snow at this point because he's not terribly important basically he's a glorified squire he's a I forget the term that they use but he's he he, he takes care of Jor Marmont even though that guy's dead now but I, I don't understand wh what his motives were and even if he got bran where was he gonna take him 
Yeah, and I said that cool. on Facebook. Like, is he just going to carry him across, like, all of these wilderness? Well, maybe he could have, like, a horse and, like, kind of... Yeah, maybe. A horse sidecar for him or something. Right. Like a side horse. Yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. I don't know. I don't get it. But, that aside, the scene was very, very cool. The sword fight was awesome. Yeah, the that's pretty, pretty much right. why I watched that show. Yeah. Just for scenes like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then swords going through mouths and shit. What I also kind of bugged me. John has long claw, right? It's a Valyrian steel sword. Mm-hmm. Valyrian steel is the most powerful steel. It's the strongest oh, yeah, that's steel. Right. So and when he was like going up against like swords, right. he should have like just chopped through his sword, right? Yeah, you'd think it's it's supposed to be the str- the toughest steel, and it's it's superior to everything except for small kitchen knives. <laughs> Like, and plus, John is supposed to be like a really uh, well-trained swordsman, as we can see. But the other guy that he's fighting, he was a chef. They say that he was the best chef in uh, King's Landing. But still, even if he was like the Wait, best, really? yeah, and because he starts uh, doing like all the, the Benihana kind of like Saito's Japanese steakhouse, like about flipping the things, right? or whatever the hell his name is. The, no, not Mans. The the guy that. Took Crasters. I can't think of his name either. Oh, okay. He's not really important because he's dead now. But yeah, no, they have a fight, and he's kind of winning the fight. Like, he has the upper hand until he turns around and gets distracted and talks to somebody and then gets the fucking sword through the head, out his mouth, which was fucking awesome. So there. Oh, I was actually under the impression that that was the Mance Raider. No, no, no. Mance, uh, I think we've been introduced to Mance at some point yeah, earlier so. when John was with the Wildlings. Um, but yeah, no, that wasn't Mance Raider. Hmm. He was just an opportunistic crow. In the books, yeah. I, yeah, he exists in the books, but I don't think you see him too much. It's another thing that happens, and then you're kind of told the story later on. Um, you, like it, I, I believe he was mostly added... Uh, for the show. But it was the guy from Dark Knight Rises. He was like uh, Daggett's little crony and then Bane's little crony at some point. Yeah, I think J- uh, Jamie Lannister is in some like movie coming up too. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what movie? Some kind of like, it's like something, it's with, also with uh, that one model. What the hell is that one model's name? Um... The one that's, like, not fat, but she's not, like, you know, the skinny... Mom, oh, Kate Upton. right. Yeah, Kate Upton. Yeah, she's, like, she plays, like, I don't know, It's I think it's called The Other Woman, mm-hmm. is what it's called. It's some weird, you know, like, romantic comedy thing. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, it's, like, I forget who the characters are, but they're trying to find out, <coughs> like, who, um, who he's cheating on them with, mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't know. He... And then they're like, oh, it's Kate Upton, she's a lot hotter than me. He was yeah. He was in the movie uh, Mama, recently. That horror movie. Do you like? You remember seeing the previews to it, where it was like uh, these two little girls get lost in the woods and they end up being found again. But they were raised by this creature that they call Mama. Anyway, it was a really terrible like horror movie, but like a really low budget horror movie too. I was like, why are you are in this? The 2013. Spanish Canadian horror yes, film. Yes, yes, I am. Co-written by Andres Mu- Muchet- Muchietti. Mm-hmm. 
Guillermo del Toro produced it, I believe. But he he's in that as well, and he plays identical twins, which I thought was funny because it was like, oh, were they fucking at some point? But yeah, he plays both the father of these girls and then the father's twin brother, which was confusing because I don't remember them. Like I was barely paying attention to this movie. I was like, hey, isn't that the Kingslayer? But wasn't the other guy the Kingslayer? What the fuck? Took me two and a half hours to realize that they were supposed to be twins. I turned the movie off and I started crying in confusion. I might need to get a drink of water, man. Sure. Give me one second. Talk about something. Okay. Or I guess we'll edit it out. Yeah. Okay, and we're back. Yeah, sorry guys, I, uh... Needed to get a drink of water. I'm very hungover. <laughs> yeah, Kevin was smoking a lot of cock. Um, so much. And it's left him with dry mouth or something yeah, like that. Something he was like coughing. That. One thing that I cannot do, and my roommates, if I'm sure they probably won't listen to this, but if they do, they can definitely back me up on this, I cannot throw up quietly. Yeah? If I'm throwing up, <coughs> it's, uh, the whole house knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just wailing in pain. Yeah, pretty much. Like dry heaving and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, throwing up's usually kind of a violent process anyway. It's not pleasant. <clears throat> I'm sure that there are a lot of stealth vomiters out there. Yeah, but... like, well, yeah, because, like, the day before, my other friend, it was his birthday, and he went and threw up, and I didn't, like, hear him throw up. Mm-hmm. But you can definitely hear me throw up, like, from across the house. Yeah. It posed a lot of problems when I tried to, like, come home drunk. Like, right you know, to my parents house and like they they, they knew what i was doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay well where did we leave off that guy getting stabbed to the back of the head yeah that was awesome pretty much brings us to the end of the episode yeah that was that was the end of the episode anyway mm-hmm. so what's going on in uh other tv shows you watch other television else? shows i don't really watch what wait what did you say again TV shows. TV shows. I don't watch a lot of TV. <laughs> I thought you were saying a specific thing. No. Have you no. ever heard of these TV shows? No. These confounded TV shows. The fuck is the internet? Um, I don't know, but I think it's kind of like what we're in right now. It sounds kind of cheesy, I guess, but we're kind of in like the golden age of television. Because television's never really been as good as it is right now. Yeah. There's I so mean, many shows I, you know, like I Breaking Bad, Walking Dead, Game of Thrones. Uh huh. They're definitely taking it more seriously, and I think that it's found its footing as an art form, because... Yeah, as a serious art. I mean, like, 50 years ago, it was Leave It to Beaver, you know, or whatever, or 60 years ago. Basically, what we're trying to say is, fuck Leave It to Beaver, (laughs) and everyone who was alive in the 1950s. (laughs) (laughs) Including my parents. Yes, especially our parents. But, um... Yeah, no, I I totally know what you mean, like... you watch a show like Game of Thrones, or you watch a show like Breaking Bad, and it's better than what they're putting out in cinema these yeah. days. Yeah. Um, I think that the HBO format... The yeah, I mean, like, the HBO format, in terms of budget and overall scope, it's basically like watching a movie every week, more or less. I would rather watch this than... Like, they were talking for years and years and years about turning Game of Thrones into a series of movies, but... It was like, how are you going to do that? No, you would have to, you know, cut the story down to the point that it it wouldn't even resemble itself. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe you could make a movie about Robert's Rebellion, or, like, Yeah, well, yeah, it would definitely be, like, 
like a, a Lord of the Rings type thing, you mm-hmm. know, like a right. But even if they would you were each book up into like three movies, yeah, or something. Well, yeah, they would be able to do that. But like back when they were actually talking about doing that, that was unheard of. Like even Lord of the Rings, I think, was new at the time. Um, the movies, they were like, well, we could do that, and but even if you were to like just you know film one book per movie like Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings or anything like that it still wouldn't be enough time I don't think yeah cuz think about it like if these are what nine episode seasons each and you're ten, getting 10 yeah so you're getting 10 hours worth of programming and they still can't fit it all in yeah <laughs> i mean and they try valiantly but you know, there's, I don't know. There is plenty of stuff that I'm not saying that they have to be true to the books, uh, to the last word. Yeah, that's something that kind of always annoys me about people who bitch about like a movie adaptation of a book. Sure, it's like it doesn't have to be. It's a different mm-hmm. format. Right. You're telling the story visually as opposed to you know. Well, the example that I, yeah, the example that I love to throw out with that is uh, like the movie Watchmen. Okay. I, now that's a it's a graphic novel. It's not a regular book. It's a comic book. Yeah, but fuck graphic you. Novel. It's called a graphic novel. Fuck you. It's a it's a it's a funny book. It's, um, a, it's a comic book for grownups. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's it's you know drawn pictures set to words. It's a comic book. Fuck you. No. Um, Do they have speech bubbles in the Watchmen? Fuck you, Kevin. Then it's a comic book. Shut up. <laughs> no, but the movie The Watchmen, um, that was adapted almost, you know, panel for panel, exactly as it was in the books, uh, or in the in the the comic, but that movie kinda sucked. <laughs> yeah. Because of it. Um, it I enjoyed it a lot, but I was going in you know, I knew what I was gonna get. But it didn't it, it, it had pacing issues. It had... Uh, was the floppy just, blue wiener in, in the graphic novel, too? Yeah, I feel like there was more of it in the movie than there was in the graphic <laughs> novel, which is weird. Probably because it wasn't so detailed in the, in, in, in the comic. Did anybody but, say anything about that in the movie? Or in the, they're like, why are you naked? dick is out. Yeah, like, why are you naked right now? Like, you know your dick is flapping in the wind, buddy. No, they don't. If anything, they should have done that in the Hulk. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Why, oh, why does awesome. his pants stretch right well because in marvel comics they have magical purple stretchy pants for any character that needs them um reed richards probably designed them uh but no uh yeah that was that was a right and it should always be rock fucking hard (laughs) wouldn't it be really funny if the hulk had like a baby cock like yeah, the just, size of like my pinky fingers. Right. Like. Well, no, it's just like the regular Bruce Banner sized <laughs> penis. It just doesn't change. He's like Hulk Shadow. <laughs> yeah, but um, no Watchmen. It should have been adapted more. Like I understand that you know Zack Snyder wanted to be slavish in his devotion to. The book, but it didn't work. Everybody that I know that didn't read the comic was like, "What the fuck is this? I don't understand. Like, what? Why do you love this uh, thing so much?" And I'm like, eh, "I don't read the book." But <laughs> yeah, no, that that's a perfect example of, you know, 
why we need to adapt things for the screen versus, you know, a, a book or a graphic novel even. But with Game of Thrones, they do, they, they, they take a little bit of liberty, uh, especially um, in the last two seasons. The first two were pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. The first one was almost, you know, completely accurate, but it was a much shorter book, and it was a much more concise story. Yeah. Now, I mean, yeah, no, it so spans guys. across the yeah. entire world. Um, so, you know, they can't. There are some characters that I was kind of sad to see go, like Strong Bellwas, for one. He was, uh, when you meet Barris and Selmy uh, for the second time, he's the old guy that's currently with Daenerys that showed up at the end of the first season, I believe, or the okay. second season. Yeah. Um, he was uh, accompanied by a man by the name of Strong Bellwas, who was this, like, obese uh, Miranese fighter. <laughs> A eunuch who ate you like liver and onions and shit, but he was just really big and boastful, and he was he ate liver and onions. Yeah, so that's that was the his guy favorite food. food. Right, that's the guy that always comes to Whole Foods, and is like, "Where is strong Belwas chopped liver?" Or like, we don't have it anymore because it's gross. <laughs> no, uh, it's like a pile of poop. Yeah. Well, in uh, the books, this, uh, the sacking of Marine, or when Dario Naharis kills the champion, not the actual sacking of the city itself, but that was Strong Bellwas in the book. It's exactly as it played out, but instead oh, it's. The yeah, it's okay. the fat guy. And then instead of pissing in their general direction, he, like, drops trout and takes a massive shit on the corpse <laughs> of <laughs> of the uh, slain champion. I'm like, why didn't that happen? Oh, well, in, that's in way the better. In the show, HBO, what the fuck? You're trying to push the envelope, HBO, come on. Right. Have we ever had somebody shitting on somebody else on any on, type on, of television? Yeah, on major television? Any type of television. Yeah. Fucking into the gaping hole that once was his neck I don't even think that that's how it happened that's how I'm picturing it right now some mention of it yeah (laughs) yeah it's probably in a John Waters film somewhere yeah well somebody's eating it (laughs) fucking John Waters Uh, but yeah like I said I just uh, I was just watching Justify it's a great show Uh I would recommend it to anybody Cool. Although you should probably binge watch it because I always forget what the hell happens in between seasons. Yeah, I got. I have to imagine like if I was one of the the show watchers for this, like the regular, you know, just television viewers, that I would have no idea what the fuck was going on ever. Like me, yeah. I still kind of have no idea what's Actually, going on, one, as you could see from me earlier in this show. One thing I realized through this podcast is that I really need to step my Game of Thrones game up. Yeah, because <laughs> I have no idea what the hell you're talking about like half the time. Oh, in fact, you, you have the first book, right? Mm-hmm. Let me, can I borrow it? Yeah, yeah, if I could find it. Sweet. Uh, actually, I might have lent it out to someone. Oh, you bastard. See, that's uh, the problem I'll I have. I, I don't want to go buy it. I know a couple people that have it, but they're lent, lending it out to people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, who, um, also unjustified is that dude from uh, Django Unchained. Like the uh, the guy that gets... Jamie Foxx? No. The Quentin guy Tarantino. Gets, no, the guy that gets his dick shot off. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's like, the, he's like the antagonist in Justified. Nice. 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 
Yeah, Jamie Foxx is Electro in Spider-Man. Not nearly as good as Django Unchained. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was in the new Spider-Man movie, right? Yep. How was that? It was pretty good. Like, I I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it didn't really work as a movie, but there were a lot of... And when I say that, I mean, like, the plot was I all over it, the place. I but not really as a movie, you know? More as, like, a nap. Um <laughs> No, there were, like, uh, the plot's all over the place, and it's not getting the best reviews in town, but uh, I understand why. But for me, watching it as, like, a fan of Spider-Man, there were some things that happened in this movie that I feel like, you know, it was the first time you're actually seeing Spider-Man as he's supposed to be uh, in a movie. Because he was very snarky, he's very jokey and jovial, and there were just a lot of things that made, uh, you know, the experience good for me. Not necessarily good for, like, Roger Ebert, <laughs> who is dead. Who's but, dead. You know, the spirit of Roger Ebert probably hated the fuck out of that movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there is not a movie that Roger Ebert liked. <laughs> I'm pretty sure all of his reviews were just like, this movie's terrible. Yeah, basically. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> and here's why. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's going to bring us to the end of this episode. Yeah, we're talking about Roger Ebert. Yeah. And I got some... Right. Kevin's got other shit to do. I've got other shit to do. But, you know, we'll be back hopefully next week and we'll talk about Game of Thrones again. Something like that. Yeah. If you're off work at some point. Yeah. And some movies and stuff. I don't know. Sure. We could do that thing we were talking about how we we, we would watch uh, uh, Batman Returns. Yeah. And oh, we could do that. Yeah. Comment on it, so it's actually fresh. Right. Yeah. So there's not all this like looking up stuff on Wikipedia. Just to <laughs> sure. Make next sure. time we're we're gonna come and we're gonna be prepared yeah. for an episode. Yeah. Which I say that at the end of every one of my podcasts, and, and then we're happens, like, no, but, no, we're yeah. not. I like we're to go off. Gonna the start talking. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you were gonna have a conversation with somebody about Game of Thrones, you wouldn't be like. Hold on. Let yeah. Me let me up. let me consult my show notes, and now we'll talk. That's true. <laughs> Alright, but yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. this is the end. Okay. Right. Well, and much like the end of Feast for Crows, uh, Tyrion dies. <laughs> I'm not even going to say if that's true or not. You, you could look it up. <laughs>